Every team, every topic, everywhere. This is Believe. Hey, everybody, welcome back. It's another episode of Dad Cast. I am JP. He is Nick. How are you, Nick? I'm good, man. Freezing, but good. Well, yeah, you know, depending on when these things air, because we're so far deep in episodes, this one might actually drop late spring, maybe even be summertime. But at time of recording, (laughs) we are we are smack dab in the middle of winter and it's literally snowing outside my window here in Southern Oregon. So, yeah, I know it's freezing today on the show, man. We are stoked to have this guy on. He's been in a number of of television shows and movies that I know you have seen. He currently stars in the hit TV show Magnum P.I. airing on NBC. He is Mr. Stephen Hill. How are you, bud? Yo, what's up, fellas? How you doing? Good, Good. man. How are you? I'm great. I'm great. Uh, <laughs> highly, highly blessed. Yes, sir. Well, you know, this is funny. We, we talked a little bit before we got this thing started. Um, the premise of our podcast, uh, typically, uh, 95% of the time, we talk with uh, celebrity dads about their journey, their path, uh, the adventure that is all things dad. And, of course, we do talk about careers and sports and all kinds of things. Um, but we found out that you are, in fact, not a dad. Nope. All right. So I, I wasn't sure if I could even do this podcast. I was like, oh, no, no, man. No, yeah. We've the had dads, a number of guys on that haven't been dads yet. So we're good. Yeah, the dads and dad caster, him and I. So we're guaranteed a dad every single episode, <laughs> no matter what. Okay. Um, we had your uh, your buddy, your co-star on, Mr. Zachary Knighton, on for our yeah, episode yeah. 100. And I think that might have facilitated uh, getting you on here. And we are just so stoked, man. And congratulations on the success of the show. Um, yeah. It's good stuff. I would venture to say that you play a better TC than the original. And I, uh, I know yeah. that's a bold statement. Yeah. but hey, That is a bold statement. You know, I think it all depends on. Uh, what generation you ask? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I, <laughs> excuse me. I'm right in the middle. I grew up as a kid with Magnum PI, but now as an adult, I could enjoy, you know, the more modern version. So again, yeah. taking it from I, me. I definitely think you guys did it justice for sure. There's there's oh, been some reboots. It's like, oh man, why? Yeah, but, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, you That's guys, you guys did, it wasn't we didn't have the love necessarily in the very beginning. There were a lot of naysayers. Um but it's, it's cool. The naysayers that convert to saying they love the show are the best fans. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah. What's Uh-oh. it like? Uh, you know, it must be real difficult for you to uh, live and uh, shoot in Hawaii. <laughs> um, no, not difficult in terms of, <laughs> you know, the beauty of it, uh, the weather. You know, even when it rains, it's beautiful, right? You just... It rains, but it's like you get 15 rainbows in one day. It's like, you you really can't complain about that. But I will say uh, I am, I went to school in Virginia. I went to an HBCU, uh, Hampton University. Uh, I went to high school and and pretty much all my school in New Jersey, Uh, Willingboro, New Jersey, uh, the majority of that. Being in South Jersey, which was like a eighty percent black black neighborhood, uh-huh. and then uh, uh, being here, and then also growing up in New York in Harlem, which is you know eighty at least seventy percent black, and and then the rest is all Hispanic. So um, for me, 
coming here and it's less than one percent black it was a, a huge culture, oh, culture shock, shock. yeah you know i was like whoa where, where the brothers at you know what i mean <laughs> but uh <laughs> but uh you know i call everybody brother anyway i'm kind of like uh like uh hulk hogan in that way but um <laughs> let me tell you something brother brother <laughs> but uh no seriously though um that can be a little bit difficult you know sometimes because you just feel like there's just a loneliness a slight loneliness here i kind of mostly hang out with my cast um it's it's not the typical film and television situation here right. it's kind of like we've gone away to tv college you know, because nobody's really home except for Zach. He's making a home out of it here. Yeah, um, yeah, uh, rightfully so. And and he's a surfer, so he should. So, I uh, I think I can kind of relate. And and if this is insensitive, please just tell me. But no, no, when no, I was no. in Hawaii, uh, mm-hmm. granted, I was visiting. We were there for a week. Um, mm-hmm. About four or five days in, I started feeling lonely um, because a I felt trapped. I'm on an island, and yeah. two. Uh, B, did I say start A? Anyway, and two, uh, I couldn't find a fish taco to save my life. Oh, and yeah. and that is, I'm yeah. like, what is going on? We are surrounded by water. What, what, <laughs> why is there not a good fish taco joint in Hawaii? And Zach uh, said he promised me that in, since I've been there, there have been a few new restaurants pop up and he will cook me the meanest oh, yeah. fish taco I've ever seen when we get there. So, you know, well, a buddy, you a buddy of mine in New, in New York, he loves fish tacos, a guy named Chris Hughes. Yeah. Um, and Chris, his one of his favorite places uh, was a place called Wahoo's and Wahoo's has fish tacos. It's a it's a, it's a franchise yeah. and they had one here, but they tore it down after uh, COVID. So uh, oh, Wahoo's yeah. was a good place to go for a good fish taco. Dang. So yeah. I'm going to back it up just a tad. Um, I'm, it may be personal, but I, I again, I don't care. Uh, why aren't you a dad? Is this something that you haven't? It just hasn't happened. Is there something uh, medically wrong with you? Is no. I mean, <laughs> is is I, it just one of those things that just never hasn't happened yet? I think uh, I think my being a Libra has a little bit to do with it. Okay, Libra, we are. Uh, they say Libras are very um, indecisive. Okay, and uh, we don't like to get backed into corners. You know, so I hear these stories about dads. And, you know, and every dad is like, yo, man, yo, you live in your dream, bro. You gotta take your time. Don't do it. Yeah. You know? yeah. I'm like, what? Like, what do you mean? But I'm I'm really at this point, and I've been saying this for a couple of years now, um, where I absolutely love what I do. I love coming to work. Anybody that works with me will tell you, like, I'm, you know, I come to set and I can be like a breath of fresh air because I'm like, oh, I'm doing what I love to do here. And I spent so many years trying to get here. Right. But, uh, you know, I'm never in a rush to get home, right? Me and Zach share a trailer. We have, you know, we have what they call a double banger. He's on one side, I'm on the other. And uh, as soon as we rap, he's like, takes the microphone, boom, 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 boom. He's out of there. And I'm yeah. still like untying my shoes. You know what I mean? <laughs> I'm just taking my time, you know? And, I, and I, I think it's because I don't have that family to rush home to. And uh, I'm... I, I'm looking forward to that level of purpose. Okay. But so that's definitely saying. a dad thing for sure. Like anytime, like right now, my kids are at the in-laws house and I'm like, man, I love doing this, but I can't wait to be done so I can hold my baby girl and get yelled at by my two-year-old. And, you know, <laughs> <laughs> I actually, I, I got a glimpse, both you guys 
last night and currently happening as we speak. Uh, mom went to her grandma's house and took one of my kids with them. And the other one went and had a stay over at a friend's house. So I have the house to myself. I still do as we speak. And I don't know what to do with myself. Mm-hmm. It's like, I'm like, okay, uh, let's take my pants off and run around the house. <laughs> okay. Totally got away with that one. Woke up at the crack of dawn, ready to make breakfast. Like, oh, they're not here. Um, this is kind of nice, but I don't know what to do with it. I wouldn't, again, I'm so far down the path of being a dad that what you have now, I can recall in fond memory. And yeah. uh, that is pretty much it. And, and looking at the two being that, you know, I've been through both. I still think I'm 51% of me leans. I'm going to stay being a dad. If I had a choice to redo yeah, it all. Yeah. Don't get me wrong, man. That other 49% very attractive. Dude, my wife and, and I went but, out for a date the other night. My buddies are playing a show at a small little venue in town. And they're like, Hey, come out and check us out. We got this cool new band that we're debuting and stuff. So I'm like, all right, we get out there. It's like eight o'clock. I'm like, Babe, we go home. Yeah, <laughs> I don't want to <laughs> snuggle with the babies. I don't want to. Just your age, bro. In the bar. Yeah, it's just it's weird. That's just you being getting old. Well, I'm forty. I'm forty six. So you know, it's about time. But I will say, I heard you guys talking about ARs, and uh, <laughs> I guess. You know, oh, I, so you were you were sneaking on us right before I <laughs> yeah. logged in. No, I didn't know the, the camera was off. I was oh, on, right, right, right. As we said, okay, oh, dude, I'm in. Let's talk. Yeah. You want to talk ARs? Yeah, yeah. Boy, yeah. oh, boy. Well, basically, I, what, I, what I, you know, I feel like they're just, especially the world we live in today, there are some, some, some skills you need to have, you know, in order to be a dad, be a right. family man. And I think uh, knowing how to responsibly use a gun is one of those things. So, I, that's a skill that's on my uh, my 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 list of to do things here in Hawaii. Since I know so many military here, yeah. um, I've got uh, Steve Kaplan. I've got Navy SEALs. I got uh, you know I've got all of these guys that are like, yo, let's go to the range. So I'm um, looking forward to that. Isn't Hawaii isn't Hawaii yeah. one of the states though that it's very difficult for civilians? To, to, eat, to, to, to have either purchase, to have, to shoot, whatever? Um, possibly. You know, uh, I think guns are tough to have. But interestingly enough, I've been studying with the samurai sword here. Okay. And, uh, you can, I can walk around with a sword. <laughs> but I don't, I don't know how long <laughs> I'll be able to do that because some guy chopped somebody's hand off or, or his arm off or something in a 7-Eleven with a samurai sword not too long ago. So, I don't know. Kicking the samurai change. sword ban. Yeah, they might be changing that law. Yeah, so. right. Well, it's <laughs> yeah. funny, man. Let me ask you this: Are you a fan of Star Wars at all? Oh, definitely. Okay. Love so, and how about Mandalorian? You you fan of the Mandalorian? I just watched the uh, the uh, season three opener last night. Yes, yeah, so did I. I've watched it two times actually. Not gonna lie. So I I, I don't know if I can show you this if this is gonna come through, but I'm gonna show you this first and explain what I got going on. Okay, All right. Here we go. Let's see. Can you see what's happening there? Uh, just a little bit. Are Let me you try making... it again. Oh, this is. It just, looks like you is... got something. Is that hung up? Something hung up. Can barely see it, man. All right. So Whoa. that is a. 
Are you making a lightsaber? It's the lower part of the AR. So it's the trigger assembly. It's called the lower piece. It's literally that big. It's where the trigger goes. And that what you saw was laser engraving. As we speak, I am having a custom AR built for me. Um, And that was Grogu being laser imprinted (laughs) on the side. And on the (laughs) other side is uh, the Mandalorian crest, the logo. And the serial number is this is the way like th one Z it's and it's going to be silver and it's just so cool. I'm so excited about it. And I'm not really like, but yeah, yeah, I'm uh, I like the opportunity. Again, I, I, I I adhere to the whole, I'd rather have it, not need it versus not have it when I need it type scenario. That is the way. uh, and I mean, this is the way exactly. And yeah, I might yeah, as well yeah. go with a theme in it. So yeah, my yeah, Mandalorian, yeah. I'm as soon as you and I are done here, I'm going to pick up the lower part and get this thing I'm, built. I'm, it's I'm all be, for it. I'm all for it. I'll send you pictures when it's done. Oh, it's so, it's, cool, it's cool. going to be amazing. But yeah, yeah, man, you should go get that done. Go, go, go shooting. There's something to be said. It's fun. But especially it's a good if you have the chance to go with a bunch of military too. I have a bunch yeah. of friends with military and it's so much more fun to do stuff with them. Than it yeah. is to go with a bunch of people that don't really know what they're doing with yeah, cool yeah. guns. If you go with a bunch of people that know what they're doing with cool guns, it's like it's way cooler. Well, it, I have one cool thing. I, I worked on a project uh, with uh, an actor named David Morse. You guys know David Morse? Heard of him? Yeah. Oh man, he's an incredible actor. Old school. He was on uh, Saint Elsewhere back in the mm-hmm. days. Yeah, um, yeah. And he was one of the guards on uh, uh, the Green Mile. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, so I worked on this project for the military training for uh, resiliency training, and we shot it in Fort Dix in New Jersey, and uh, you know I got to basically run through the woods with actual soldiers and uh, and shoot guns. Ah, oh, sounds like a good day to me. Yeah, yeah, it's pretty cool. <laughs> uh, <laughs> man, I had a question, and then I got all enthralled with your story. Oh, Nick, what was it? Nick, Nick, what's happening here? I'm like the worst mind reader ever. Oh, yes, yes. Uh, (laughs) Speaking of that gun, and uh, and we'll move on. And and coincidentally, the shirt you're wearing, Nick, it's very strange, but uh, a shout out to my guy, Dave, at Redcon One Firearms Weaponry. He's the one uh, building this for me. And it's funny that you're wearing a Redcon One shirt, but that's a completely different company, completely different product. But that one works. It's camo, highest state of readiness. I mean, you, I'm just you saying. Have the same shirt, by the way, I, oh, I know. I just haven't put it on yet. Where did I put those shirts? I, I should have well, worn yeah. that today. I don't Another know where that when I, I go there. Learn guns is, I, you know, I don't plan on uh, staying in a city either. You know, I, I want to move out to a nice countryside somewhere. Um, you know, I know when you have kids, schools dictate a lot of where yep. you live. Mm-hmm. But uh, I, my goal is to have some land. You know, I don't want to pay millions of dollars to live and I can knock on the wall and hear my neighbor. Oh, um, right. Yeah. So, you know, I want to be able to throw a football and hit my neighbor's house. Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Um, maybe. But, uh, exactly. Yeah, maybe, maybe. You know, my my uh, my my test of where I want to live is I want to be close enough to borrow a cup of sugar. But. Far enough away, we can't hear me making love. You know what I'm saying? Okay. 
So that, that opens up an entirely other conversation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and, and a whole bunch of questions. Yeah. First of being is how loud are you? You know? Because I mean, and depending on the partner, that could be a mile away. Do we do do do, do we even know how loud we are? We're so used to living in such confined spaces and you know, kind of adjusting to that. Maybe, you know, who knows? Yeah. People have room. You know, I'm, I'm going to add this stuff. one. I'm going to add this one to the notch of uh, not being a dad bonus. Okay. Because <laughs> when you're a dad, there's kids running around the house most of the time. <laughs> yeah, yeah, and yeah, you yeah, either yeah. A, don't want to wake them up, or B, they're old enough and you don't want them to know uh, what's happening behind closed uh -huh. doors. Exactly. So, so there you go. Strike <laughs> one up for the non dads how loud out there. We, are. we forgot. We're really loud. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> no, now I'm quiet. I, I'm like, I know. No, it's like that movie, yeah. that movie, The Quiet Place. Oh, <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> now it's all about sneaking around. It's like it's it's so, dude. That's one thing I do miss about not being a dad. The the sneaking around part. The okay, babe, we got five minutes. <laughs> we, yeah, yeah. Can we make this happen. <laughs> Kids fell asleep. Is is the baby gonna cry? Oh wow. Yeah, you poor son of a bitch. Man. But I need some horses too. I, I would I would love if I can, if I can have it. I'd love to have a few horses on my land. What's your ideal spot for that land? Um, uh, Magnum PI yeah. ends tomorrow. You're cashed out $20 million check. You get to go buy a house and property anywhere in the world. Where is it going to be? I'm thinking maybe like a North Carolina, South Carolina. Because okay. I have family. I have family there. Nice. You know. Dig it. Um, so I think that might be it. Somewhere on the East Coast. Somewhere where there are seasons. I like seasons. I like I like an occasional snow. You know, I think it's a beautiful thing, especially if you have kids. Kids love snow. Yeah, they do. Yes, they do. <laughs> you know, it can be a lot of fun. You know, not as much fun in New York City, where the snow is beautiful for about five minutes before it all turns brown. <laughs> oh yeah, right. You know, and then you got to work to shovel it out. I mean, it's, yeah, yeah, yeah. Whew, I'm glad we don't get. We get, you know, Southern Oregon. At least the spot we're in here, we get every season. So I mean, you know, put that on the list to, to look at because, yeah. and 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 you can own guns. <laughs> I might check it out. It's it it's out. beautiful. I, I, wherever I go, I gotta go there first and just kind of feel the vibe. Like I wanna, if I don't feel the love, I'm not moving. There. And yeah. here, it makes you feel better. The original Magnum PI had a farm in Grants Pass. Tom Selleck. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Right off the yeah, it was actually you can actually see it from the freeway still. Um, it's this huge farm on tons of acreage. It's just it's beautiful. Nice, nice. Yeah. I don't know if he uh, wants to be a farmer, though, but all right, let's shift <laughs> into the career there, Mr. Stephen Hill. How did it get right. started? What was your inspiration to become an actor and, and how did that work out? Um, when I was in college, I used to model. Uh, I was a lot slimmer than I am now. <laughs> we <laughs> all were, brother. We all were. Too much modeling these days. <laughs> <laughs> Working on that dad bod right, right, right about now. Hey, I, got, I wore the shirt, man. <laughs> yeah, that's me. I might be able to win that shirt in about a couple more months if I don't. <laughs> I don't get on that treadmill, <laughs> but uh, I um, I used to model in college and then I went back to New York after college and I was modeling and I kind of, hey, you know, didn't really like it so much. Felt like felt like I wasn't doing anything. You know, you just show up somewhere and people take a few pictures of you and they tell you whether or not you booked the gig or not. And I never after college, I never booked any gigs except for like maybe like a music video and some other things. But my mother died. I was working for Xerox, selling copiers. My mom dies in 2003. And I had just started taking like some acting classes. 
And, you know, I felt like she didn't get a chance to really explore her creative side and, and just do something that she really loved to do. Her whole life was raising kids. She would always, that was a kind of, I felt a way about that, but she would say at least two, three times a week, I'm sick of raising kids. I'm tired of raising kids, you know? So, um, that might be why I don't have kids right now. But uh, <laughs> I, I was thinking that. I didn't want to say it. <laughs> it might be. It might be. But she, uh, you know, I felt like she was so talented. She probably could have been an awesome interior decorator. She was a great mom. And so I put my all into acting at that point, you know, because I just felt like, you know, and I'm going to go for a dream. I'm going to go for it. Right. And I, leave, I left Xerox and you know, waited, waited tables and I should have stayed at Xerox <laughs> because waiting <laughs> tables kept me broke. And then for the first six years, all I, all the acting I did was on the weekends anyway. So it was like, okay, why the hell did I do that? Um, but it was just, uh, it was for me to be broke. So I can appreciate getting a good paycheck now. What was so, your first, uh, what was your, your big break? My big break. I want to say, honestly, my big break is Magnum PI. Okay. All right. Um, but uh, I was working on a Lewis and Clark story for HBO that never came out. And uh, that was a huge break for me. Um, and then my first speaking part on TV was uh, Law and Order SVU. Yeah, I saw that on your credits here when I was doing my, my yeah. quick little search on you here prior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Good stuff. You, you haven't yet graduated to the intro where I say, and he has been seen on every single TV show that's ever existed, but you're getting um, there, man. Oh, yeah. Now, now if you would say he's been in every black film festival in the country several times, <laughs> yeah. you, you, I, I, have that, uh, I have that notch on my belt. Yeah, that, that accolade. All right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> what is so you know obviously magnum pi is not gonna i mean maybe we get a good five six more years out of it right maybe maybe more maybe less let's go. Right? what let's go. do you foresee or what, what, what do you want to you know magnum pi ends then what major motion pictures you want to keep doing tv what is your ideal landing spot if and when that ever ends um you know i feel like ambition changes I think people's ambitions change, you know, when they have kids, but it's strange. It's kind of changed for me, even though I don't have kids. Yeah. There was a time in the beginning, you know, everybody wants to be Denzel Washington. Right. You know? um, but part of that is, you know, there's talent. And then there's also just being in um in the way you're inserted into the machine of Hollywood. Right. I have been, you know, you guys watch The Matrix. Oh, yeah. Um, for me, Hollywood is kind of like this is one part of The Matrix when he was like in that train station where he wasn't in The Matrix and he wasn't out of The Matrix. He was like in this between world kind of. Right. And like he would run to, through the tracks and come out right back on the other side and just like was in this like enclosed loop. Right. That's kind of what it's like for me because. Uh, I didn't get my big break in New York City. I didn't get my big break in L.A. I kind of like am in Hollywood, but I'm un under the radar because I'm in Hawaii. Right? right. So I don't go to, you know, on the weekend, everybody goes to Jamie Foxx's house. He has barbecues and stuff. I, don't, I you know, I don't get those invites because I'm here. Right. Um, you know, I'm going to read to some kids at a Raising Cane's tomorrow. <laughs> read them uh, children's books, you know. So, you know, I'm just in a different level of Hawaii 
And I'm like, it's really good money in television. I can keep going television route, be quote, totally fine. You know, it took a while for me to get there. I used to want the accolades, but uh, I feel like I have stories to tell. And I'm writing, currently writing a memoir. And I feel like the memoir will be my, okay, at least my story is out there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, I don't get a lot of opportunities to do like podcasts and things like that. That's why I was like, even when Zach told me that you guys wanted to uh, interview me, I was like, whoa, wait a minute. I was like, wait a minute, man. They reached out to me, but I was kind of uh, iffy about it because I didn't want to like ride his coattails. You know what I mean? Oh, I man, you got your own coattails to ride. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't know how he would feel like, oh, man, I, I do the dad cast. You know what I mean? Oh. You're not even a dad. You know what I mean? Who knows? Hearing those words from you right now, I feel like that is the greatest compliment in yeah. disguise we have ever had. Oh, wow. I mean, you telling me that Zachary Knighton might have the possibility of being offended that anyone else involved with him and his show doing dad cat. That blows my mind. That that shouldn't (laughs) even be a That's not even a thing in in the world of us. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, For uh, us, it's just like interviewing people that are doing really cool things. And JP said earlier, we're the dads. And like, you know, just, you know, getting the message out there, you know, be positive, do cool stuff and good things will happen. That's kind of. Yeah. And just. Yeah. Talking to good people, good yeah. souls, yeah. and you know, heck, you know, even fun. if even if there's a a bad one out there, maybe we could do something to to change that. You know, even yeah. if yeah. even if we don't change them, someone watching that episode five years from now, and they get right. something from it. One thing that's uh, you know, I want to make sure I bring this up because it's relevant here, and uh, on the show, my character adop- I adopt a kid on the show. Okay. So, you know, I've become his father on the show. But uh, a lot of dads reach out to me um, and they say that, you know, I'm one of their favorite characters because my, my character is kind of the, the the writers and the showrunner call my character the the moral compass of the show. So, you know, I'm the good guy. Right. Yeah. I'm the the loyal guy, the good guy. I'm the protector. So I'm very much so an authoritarian dad figure on the show. So, um, you know, there was a guy, he reached out to me. He's a cop in Boston, 40 something year old white guy. Um, and him and his son love to watch the show. And I'm their, I'm their favorite character. Right. So it's like, it's so crazy. It's like, I got this cop, from Boston of yeah. all places, right? And he's reaching out to me and like, you know, I shared that with uh, uh, one of our previous showrunners, uh, Peter Lenkoff, who gave me this opportunity. So uh, grateful to him for that. Um, and we had Peter on la- earlier this week, by the way. Oh, yeah. oh you, yes. had the, you had the man on. Yes, okay. we did. Shoot. It's, it's, well, we're about to get the whole damn cast. Okay. You just got to throw, throw an elbow to Jay over there. We always need him on and we'll complete the trifecta, you know, let's get him on here. Um, but, but this guy, Peter sent the guy, uh, you know, a copy of the script, some like, some like architectural drawings of like some cool stuff from the show, like really, really cool things, man. And, uh, we made sure that that guy got some swag and, you know, it's, it's, it's it's pretty dope to to be a part of a show, but then translate that into being a part of the community. Yeah, you know, absolutely. There was a kid. We did a screening at um 
at uh, Pearl Harbor and we couldn't stay. We had to leave. And the mom uh, reached out to, to me and said, oh, the kids were pretty disappointed that you guys couldn't stay. And, you know, I felt bad. I, I, I got such a soft, soft spot for that kind of thing. So I said, hey, listen, why don't we go to my favorite pancake sp- spot out here? This place called Lilia Bakery. And let's let's go have some pancakes. So I get there and this mom who's done some extra work on the show. Um, she's there. She has this kid, little, little kid named Cody Flint. And turns out he was had straight F's in school because his dad was doing his 16th tour in Afghanistan. Right. So his dad is, uh, was a gunner in in the army on a, on a, on a Chinook. And, um, so I said, all right, man, we got to get your, your, your grace together. You know, I'll I'll get you on the show. Um, I'll, you know, I'll do whatever. So, you know, I wouldn't say I missed, I mentored him, but I was just there for him. You know, if he had wanted to talk, I could talk to him. You know, I've taken the Damon Busters to the movies, stuff like that. And he got his grades up. We went from straight F's to straight A's. And, uh, you know, I was there when his dad came home, you know, got up three o'clock in the morning, went to Schofield Barracks and and saw the whole unit come home with uh, lays on their necks. And, you know, I've got photos of that. It's like really cool stuff. But uh, it was um, it just felt good to help that kid. And I kept helping him out. And he'd end up being on the show. His mom's on the show. His dad's on the show. You know, everybody's like in the background somewhere. Right. Oh, yeah, cool. See, that's that's dad life right there. I don't think you realize it, but you're a whole heck of a lot more than a mentor to that yeah. kid, to that whole family. Yeah. I mean, yeah. I mean, you were there and, and it sucks that dad was absent, but he wasn't. I'm not, not going to call him an absentee father because the man is serving his country. And yeah. he's not one of these jerks that just leaves, you know, he he's got a purpose and, and you filled in that, that, that's that space, albeit a little bit, but yeah. did what you needed to do and turned this kid's life around the whole family around. And, and I want to back up to the Boston guy as well to you. It may be, you know, a cool feeling I've worked in radio, so I've had the opportunity to give stuff to fans, et cetera, and whatnot. I'm by no means on the level of a, a Stephen Hill. Okay. But the fact you did it, you know, that's pretty cool. It makes me feel good. That family, that father and son, they're going to remember that for the rest of their life and hold on to that moment forever. And you provided that you have the ability, the podium to do that. And that's, uh, that's amazing, yeah. man. Good stuff. Yeah. You, that's you the, should be. A dad. Is there a wife or a girlfriend, Steven? <laughs> Uh, I'm, I'm working on that. Okay, I'm well, on, let's I'm go, working man. On, working You're going to be the greatest dad so. ever. <laughs> telling you. I think I would be. I think I really do. I think I'll be a great dad. I do. And and don't worry about the fact that you'll be 68 when that kid turns 21. Pretty much. Know, <laughs> if, if it happens in the very near future. You know? Yeah, 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 yeah. Nick here, he's 44? 43. 43. I keep getting that wrong, Nick. Yeah. Uh, 43, he had... I know what... I, you all, I always make you tell the story. I'm going to tell it this time. Go for uh, it. You got he it. has 873 children. Okay. Okay. <laughs> okay. He actually has seven, but seven, 800. What's the well, difference? We have that each, many. A guitar for each child. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Okay. After three kids, you start, you lose count. You can't remember names. So it's <laughs> so five kids. He was done. Okay. Yeah. Got a, got a, got a, got himself snipped, Steven. And wow. then found a new lady, got married. She didn't have kids. She wanted kids. He got himself unsnipped. Has a now Ooh. a two-year-old. 
uh, pushing three and a brand new little baby girl who I have yet to meet, if you can believe it, uh, who's about a month old and he's 43. So don't think that it's too late. It isn't. This man right there is a brand new papa after being finished. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, I don't like like, it's good that you haven't met him yet because when they're too when they're like that small. Even though I got huge hands, yeah. I feel like no, it's they're too too delicate. I might drop them. Like, you hold the baby. I've got the experience, man. In fact, yeah. my first son, when he was gosh hours old, I did the Heisman pose with him. Yeah, yeah, it, and uh, yeah, it was that's one of my greatest <laughs> pictures ever. Mom's uh, freaking out. Yeah, 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 <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. I, believe me, he's he's protected. He's got oh, yeah. uh, his neck is straight. His back is uh, this is in dad's arms. We're good. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> But yeah, man, that's uh, it's really cool that you can do good things like that. I don't know if you answered the question on what you wanted to do though. After, after My, write uh, your memoirs. That was it. No, no. When I want, when I get out of here, I want to. Oh, this is it. Television's <laughs> great. Uh, if I could, could roll out of this into another television show, fine. Right. Um, you know, I play a helicopter pilot, so you know. Maybe a, what they what do they call a spinoff would be nice. <laughs> there you go. That's like shooting on. That's like shooting on a for a star, right? Um, but uh, voiceover stuff would be great too, like some kind of cartoon, like yeah. a cartoon life, you know? Because that you can just have a microphone and a little studio at your house. And you just yeah, it's and it can be very home. lucrative, but it's very competitive. Yeah. You have yeah, an yeah. advantage, though. I mean, look at this. Listen to this voice. This is a I. I I've worked radio for 20 years. I've tried to do voiceover work. I haven't really put a lot of everything there is into it, mm-hmm. uh, but it's, it's difficult. Take it from experience. Yeah. Uh, it's, it is. It it's, is. But, Trust me. I know I was with a company uh, agency called paradigm, um, which I don't even think is around anymore because of COVID, but um, they were like one of the top voiceover agencies and I was just starting to book stuff. And then I booked Magnum and they were like, huh? Damn it! We yeah. put all the work into getting you out there. That's crazy. Yeah, you brought them up. Actually, I work. I do concerts behind the on on the side. And Paradigm was one of the big agencies I worked with with a bunch of bands and stuff. That, yeah. that are you not are, allowed to uh, contract voice work while shooting a TV show? Um, you can, but it's just it's just that's the thing about Hawaii too. Is it's beautiful, it's great, but the time difference here is insane. So. Oh. I know, you know. Man, getting up at 7 a.m. to watch a football yeah. game. Or, no, sorry, 1 o'clock, the first game came on. Yeah, yeah. What's happening here? It's crazy here. Yeah, yeah. So the time differences um, make booking things. And then, you know, even leaving to go to, even if it's just L.A., you know, that's still five, six hours away. Yeah. Well, speaking of football, yeah, when I was in Hawaii, it was I, I couldn't believe it. I was up at 7 a.m. watching my Raiders play. And I thought that was like. This is the greatest thing ever, man. I'm going to have a yeah, game yeah, yeah. over. Turns out I was drunk by noon and passed uh-huh. out by two. So, yeah, <laughs> it was vacation. All right. Yeah, and yeah, I think yeah. that's the last time, Nick, I've actually drank heavy was when yeah. I was in Hawaii. That's now pushing a year and a half ago. Yeah, it's been a while, man. Whew. Are you a drinker, Steven? No, I have a full cabinet full of liquor right next to me. Then you don't touch it. I don't drink much. Isn't that I, don't, crazy? I don't drink. I don't typically drink uh, alone. You know, yeah. I try it. I think it looks cool on TV. And, you know, <laughs> when the guy comes home and he makes himself some spaghetti and meatballs, you know, 
I feel like every guy that thinks he can cook makes spaghetti and meatballs. Um, <laughs> he makes himself spaghetti and meatballs and he pours himself a glass of wine. And I sit there and I never finish the glass. I never finish the glass of wine. <laughs> I open a whole bottle and never finish even one right. glass. Ruin, you, that ruin song bitch got to breathe for a while. Stupid. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that Nick, you know what? We're going to do a fast five, okay? Because we're getting close to the end I, of this I, thing here. I didn't do a fast five. Well, that's I, all right. They're always the same questions anyway, Nick. Kind of. They're so, yeah. So this is a radio segment that I did. It's called the okay. Fast Five. We ask five quick questions, and you can ask them or not. You right. know, Bing, bang, boo, easy peasy. Right. Nick, go. If you could have a billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? A billboard with anything on it, what would it be and why? Uh, a billboard with me, myself, I mean, my me, my sister, and my younger sister. My younger sister has Down syndrome. Okay. And my, my older sister is her caretaker. And because my younger sister is such, has such a demand on her time, she doesn't uh she doesn't really get to get out there and be celebrated. So if I could have the two of them with me on a billboard and celebrate the two of them, that you know, they're always behind the scenes. It would be nice to have them, you know, in front. There of you them. go. Awesome. Yeah. Um, what's your favorite location to film in? Favorite location, uh Kaneohe Bay. Okay. Uh, one time we did a scene where we were on stand-up paddle boards and we were just out there on in the the the, the ocean that day was just glass and you could mm. see right un- through it all the way to the bottom and it was just like turtles swimming around and it was just beautiful. Favorite location. Awesome. Who's your favorite actor or actress that you've worked with? Uh, favorite one that I've worked with. That's an unfair okay. question, by the way. Yeah. Besides, throw that besides, out there. My, I besides that. my cast. <laughs> yeah. Besides your cast. Yeah, besides my cast now. Um, hmm, I had a lot of fun working with, even though it was really short, I got to work with uh, Ron C. Jones for a few minutes on Luke Cage. Oh, and he was... He was kind of like one of the few mentors of mine. Um, and then I would say Roger E. Mosley, you know, nice. the original TC. We did yep, two yep. episodes with him, and he was definitely a mentor to me. And uh, that was just incredible. Well, tell him I said you were better, by the way. Yeah. Well, he passed away. Okay. Well, then. Just this summer, good. you know. So yeah, I did not know that. And all these ideas that I had for us to both be in a helicopter at the same right. time, you know. Well, you never know when you get those opportunities, so you got to seize them when you can. Yeah. Um, if you could remake any movie or TV show, what would it be? You already did. A movie. Besides Magnum. Okay. <laughs> uh, I would say a movie I think would be um, Weird Science. Yes. Ooh, that would be amazing. I think that would be a good. Are you going to play Chet? Because I, I just, for some reason, oh, that would be that's, awesome. That's the vibe I'm getting. I don't, I I don't know why. I was like, I'm gonna, I guess I'm going to have to direct that because I, I, I can't be any of the characters. But you just gave me the character. I can play him. You can be you Big go. Brother Chet. Oh, man. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> All right. Last one. What's your favorite food to cook? Favorite food? I've been cooking it since the fourth grade. We had International Food Day. And this was my favorite food and still is to this day, chicken parmesan. 
I had yep. some last night. All right. Good stuff. All right. I got a couple more questions. You can act alongside any actor, actress, living or dead, who you haven't previously worked with on any project. What would it be or who would it be? Um, I would say Denzel Washington, perhaps. All right. All right. I've been called the white Denzel before because I always say, or, I always say that. All right. All right. All right. All right. You, you, all you right. See, you know what I mean? Uh, it's, or Sydney Portier. Sydney Portier. Okay. Yeah. That's, huh. don't get benched better than that. Yeah. Because I feel, feel like he comes from an era where, uh, everything was about passing on the torch. Right. And Denzel was kind of, he received that torch in that era of his doesn't necessarily want to pass it so much. Yeah, he doesn't. You want to hold this forever. That's an interesting question. All right, here's another one. Denzel needs to pass the torch here in five, ten years. Who's it going to be? What actor today? I mean, are we talking like a Michael B. Jordan or, I mean, in your mind, who do you think? Um, well, he's he passed the torch uh, to Chadwick Boseman. He actually helped pay for his schooling. In, oh, in, uh, that in sucks Europe. so much. Yeah. So, I, I mean, and then he has his own son who is an actor now. Oh, dude. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah. He sounds just like him. Almost you close your eyes. He almost looks just like him. Denzel's on. You know what I mean? Yeah. So. <laughs> Uh, I think a Denzel passed the torch to someone we don't know. Um, only know who they are yet. The world that we live in now, you can be in an indie film. Nobody knows you. And six years later, you're, you know, like a Jonathan Majors who is now, you know, he's in Creed, which I got to go see this weekend. Um, he's in Creed three. He's also an Ant-Man. He's, you know, Ant-Man and Wasp, you know, he's all over the damn place. So, uh, but just six years ago, he was in a, in a film called The Last Black Man in San Francisco, you know, and I had never even seen him before. <laughs> and I was like, you know, so if you're inserted into the machine, you can go through the roof very quickly. So I don't know. I think it would probably be better if Denzel passed the torch to somebody that we don't even know yet. All right. Yeah. So. My last and most important question I always ask on this podcast, I cannot ask of you because you cannot legitimately answer it. Um, it is normally what is the best advice you can give to a new father or about to be father. We're going to skip that one because it doesn't apply. So I have shifted it up and I think it's just as important, especially in your field and your career and for other up and coming actors. What is one bit of advice, important advice that you could give to any upcoming actor or actress uh, to make it big or, you know, um, just you know, not even make it big. What's the most important advice you give to a young aspiring actor? Well, I have a mentee and I have a couple of younger actors here. People that want to be actors. I tell them you have to make the decision to that. You're going to be the actor and not the fan. Right. Because there's a difference in how you behave. Not saying you're the actor, so I got to put, put myself on some sort of pedestal. Right. But it's just how you receive and give from energy and information as a fan and as the actor. You have to make that decision. 
And to make that decision sober, don't, I would say, don't do drugs. Um, <laughs> although there are many of, plenty of amazing actors that have storied tales of debaucherous nights and, <laughs> you know, and, and just high. I think we and, all do. You know, yeah. Nick but woke I, up I, naked in a field once. Yeah, I did. <laughs> oh my god! But I do, I do feel that, like, you know, you only hear the success stories, but there are a lot of people that get like wasted and never make it. You know, so I think uh, I would tell them to stay off the drugs. Stay off the drugs. All right, yeah. there you have it. All right, um, I have. We, we got to end this thing here. It's been our time, but I have. I would like to ask you another question. To invite you. I want to do more with you, Stephen Hill. It's uh, we do a, a Father's Day episode every okay. single year. Now, you would be the very first guest person, entity, guy in the history of this show that we've ever invited to be on the Father's Day special that was not a dad. Yeah. Now, obviously, with time constraints and whatnot, Nick will look into that, but we would love to have you on for that episode. We usually record it a couple of weeks before Father's Day, which means it's coming up pretty soon. And it's about 30 of these different blocks with a whole smorgasbord of celebrities, athletes, actors, authors, you name it, all on this one screen. I think you would be an amazingly awesome addition to it. I think, okay. I, I don't know why, but I feel like him and Dancy, Nick, would like oh, yeah be like become best friends yeah. and, and help each other even more you know patrick dancy is no no oh, okay yeah he was a, an actor back in probably the 80s on oh God. late 80s early 90s hanging with the boys yeah. right yeah hanging okay. with the boys um he owns legend footwear he's like a the most motivational guy i know if i'm feeling down and i need to to get awesome. talked up I'll, I'll text him and he'll call me in five minutes and give me a pep talk and it's like whoa He's a yeah, former yeah. model too. Awesome. So yeah. Uh, yeah. But well, yeah. It, well, I went to a film festival in LA once. It was uh the Pan-African Film Festival. Um, and this guy came up to me and he said, Yo, man, I just want you to know a film you had out here about five years ago called Barbasol, right? Where I played his dad mm -hmm. teaching his son how to shave. And then the son ends up because we're going to um to the old folks home and i gotta shave my dad and right. the son ends up shaving the grandfather right and, and the guy said to me he said yeah man that film i don't know if you know but we show that film every father's day oh wow a group of like 50 dads yeah and so you know this kind of sounds like that sort of thing where it's like hey i think i, I think i have the essence of the dad i don't have the 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 baby of the dad right the of the you dad. Got, so I, would you love, I would love to be involved awesome okay there's the answer yes yeah, we would yeah. awesome uh man well gosh dang it that is it uh i i kind of want to book a part two with you too but we'll do that later down the line man All maybe right, cool. when you find that lady and <clears throat> hey. you know for lack of a better way to put it, hurry up yeah. and knock her up, man. Let's, yeah, get, yeah, let's yeah. get it. <laughs> <All right. laughs> Nick, Nick, are you embarrassed for me right uh, now? Is that is a little, that a little bit, man? I'm like, just stop. This is where I was like, just stop talking. <laughs> well, but I can tell, man. I look, look, look. And if I'm wrong, Stephen, we'll end it on this. Okay. But if I'm wrong, I feel like I've been doing interviews for 20 years, Nick, whether it be on the radio or through this. 
I can get a feel for someone if they're uncomfortable or if they're uncomfortable, but being cool, all, you know, and, and everything in between. Stephen mm-hmm. Hill does not mind it when I tease him that way. Oh, no, I could no. tell. And right off the bat, because if he did and I got the hint toward it, I wouldn't be doing that. I'd be scared yeah, yeah. to trust yeah, me. Yeah, yeah. Right, so, so Nick, don't be embarrassed for JP. No. It's okay. No. Why am I talking in third person again? <laughs> Stephen uh, Hill, he is currently acting and a major character in the hit TV show Magna PI. He is TC. Check it out on NBC. What is it? Friday nights? Uh, no, we are Thursday nights. on Sunday night. Sunday. Night. Ooh, the good yeah. slot. Yeah. Sunday nights on NBC. And of course, you can stream it on Peacock. I'll give you one last factoid, fun fact. Okay. Um, You know, TC has a mom this season, which is going to be great. And I got a lady this season. Um, And some really interesting things happen to to TC. So I hope people tune in. I'm so proud of it. Uh, But in season two or three, there was a dad storyline for me. Uh Uh-huh. And my dad was supposed to come and literally like two or three days before we were going to shoot, something happened. He couldn't do it. Oh. But my father was supposed to be T, um, uh, Mr. T. He was going to play the role of Mr. T in the show? He, no, he was going to play the role of TC's father. Okay, right, right. Mr. So your T. own father would have played your... Man, yeah. that would have been so Mr. cool. Mr. T would have been my father. That would have been amazing. Yeah. yeah. Wow. Well, you, you never know. Season next season. He might come back. Out. Who knows? I, I, I wish he. I hope he does. <laughs> Stephen Hill, thank you so very much, man, for coming on Dadcast. Uh, it's been an absolute pleasure. We appreciate you. Keep up the kick-ass work. Uh, to everyone watching this, wherever you may be, however you may be listening, thank you so much. We appreciate your support. Make sure you tune into Magna PI on NBC Sunday nights. Or on Peacock, you can stream it anytime you like. Um, yes. Make sure you like, comment, subscribe, do all the things, and we'll catch you on the very next episode. Again, Stephen, thank you so much, man. Thanks, man. Thank you. Peace.